Hey folks, if you dig the Enorma Cast, if you like what you hear, if the Enorma Cast inspires you, makes you cry, makes you laugh, makes you want to punch someone in the eye, then do me a favor. Head over to EnormaCast.com and click on the Help Out tab and see what you can do to push the Enorma Cast to such great heights that it will tower over all other podcasts, like three L caps stacked on top of one another. Once again, take a moment and head over to EnormaCast.com Click on the Help Out tab and follow the instructions. It's the least you can do, man. Come on. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? You, are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, big place. That's, it out. That's a big nice. place. You sold it's it out. Out. I'll say. You really should. Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. You're very good. I have really enjoyed playing with you. We'll make it. I don't think so, but we shall continue with style. Good weather, bad weather. Now or later, anytime. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment, with support from Maxim Ropes. And don't forget our friends at Defiant Bean Roasters. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Norma at checkout for a discount on great coffee. Or click on the Defiant Bean banner at enormacast.com for more information. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Enormacast. This is your host, Chris Calouse. It is March 31st, about 9.30 p.m., Mountain Standard Time, and this is episode 54 of the Enorma Cast. And once again at the Enorma Cast, it is Ladies' Night. On today's show, we have three different climbing ladies, and they're here to help me decide what it takes to be the perfect man and to run down yet another set of ins and outs with climbing relationships. A lot of fun, these types of shows. A little bit of a return to form after having done a few interviews over the last few months. This is more of a throwdown, a gallon of Cabernet, three ladies, and yours truly in the Fure in Moab. So stick around and check it out, a little bit of mayhem on this particular show. But before we get to that, um, just caught back from the Red Rock Rendezvous, picked up some stuff there. We'll be hearing soon, I hope. Great event. Actually, just yet another one of these great climbing events, great tribal climbing get-togethers out there in the desert. Had a really good time working my way out there over the week and then uh, hanging out for the rendezvous and doing a few pitches in Red Rocks. So I want to thank Phil Bridgers and Mountain Gear. They put it on and Phil was the guy that got in touch with me about doing some stuff out there. So appreciate that. And uh, if you missed it this year, put it on your calendar for next year because it is one of the cooler climbing events out there. Coming up for the Enorma cast here in Carbondale, the Five Point Film Festival, which has started to become a bit of a tradition with the Enorma cast gotten interviews at the last couple last couple years emceed at a couple and uh actually the five point were the people who hooked me up with the honald for the big honald episode last year when mr honald sat down with me so always a good time right here in my hometown a great time of year in the spring um that's going to be coming up on april 24th to the 27th you can check out the uh all the goings on at fivepointfilm.org and that's the number fivepointfilm.org also I'm going to be doing a live Enormacast at that in the morning 
at uh, Bonfire Coffee, which are now the uh, the folks who sell Defiant Bean. And I'll be doing that in the coffee shop right down there in downtown Carbondale about 10 a.m. on Friday morning. I don't know what my guest list is going to look like, but uh, there's a bunch of different people to come into town. So I'm sure I'll find somebody interesting. And besides, Kelly Cordes is going to be in town. And when Kelly Cordes is in town, he's always welcome on the Enormacast. Also, incidentally, I'm going to be MC on Friday night at the film festival. So come and check all that stuff out. Like I said, it's a real great event here in Carbondale, and it sure is nice to be uh, dealing with something that's just a few blocks from my house instead of nine hours like out there in Vegas. But what else is going on with the Enormacast? It was a little bit of a rough month. I uh, was late with the last episode, then had a couple cancellations, had some technical difficulties with another interview, and uh, anyway, so that puts us at the end of the month. I did manage to stuff two into March, so I want to point out, although it's 9.30 right now, so I got two hours to get this thing up, but I know that's kind of cheating. Anyway, what you guys don't know is that when I hit the 50 mark, I decided to give myself a little bit of a break and shoot for putting out 20 episodes this year, although I think I'll probably be able to do more than that, but rolling it back just a teeny bit from the 24, I felt like I deserved that. Anyway, still plenty of content. Um, I'll probably actually put out a little bonus episode next month that's a little different from what I'm doing normally, um, just to kind of fill in some of the gaps. I got a couple of things that don't really fit into the normal setup, so I probably won't call them full episodes, but it'll be something to put on your iPod and listen to on the way to work or however you do listen to this. And before we get to the interview today, I also want to start uh, giving you guys a heads up about the uh, International Climbers Festival in Lander. That's actually my favorite that I've been to so far because I have a bunch of friends up there. But nevertheless, I'll be up there as well again this year and uh, going to be doing an event up there, plus trying to get some uh, get some interviews. They've got a huge list of uh, impressive people coming to the, uh, the Climbers Fest this year, including um, Mr. John Long and a certain young female climber named Sasha to Julian. I did learn how to pronounce her name since episode eight. Anyway, I, I haven't said anything up with them yet, but I, th- they're in my sights. No guarantees, but they're in my sights. Anyway, that's coming up in July, July 9th to the 14th. I'll be talking about this again, but uh, in the meantime, just Google it. International Climbers Festival Lander. You've got two hands. I think you can muster it. All right, let's get on to a rather frisky interview with three lady climbers in a vintage travel trailer in Moab. Classic Enormacast stuff. Yep, once again, it's ladies' night. But on the Enormacast, ladies always drink for free. You wanted this, you know. I know. Happy birthday. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> you guys are being you're this is being recorded this is how you should address right a microphone around. treat it like <laughs> let's just say an ice cream cone you want it close enough that you can lick it but not so close that it's smashed in your face Thanks, Lisa. See, I was cone. hoping you were going to use some other analogy. Well, but whatever. I'm trying to keep it clean this time because I got criticized. For... Oh, so we can't. Oh, 
No, no, she um, no. she she made a, a quite a lewd comment that got some feedback. <laughs> Lisa What'd you did. say? You don't want your daughter. Uh, let's just get. not bring it up. Okay. I think no, you can swear up. all you want. This is the internet. <sighs> yes. Starting. Okay. I yeah I if I yeah we won't necessarily use any of that but we are live. Um, we're getting. I think our levels are good, so we should we should go ahead. So I'll just introduce. Uh, I I'll I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, but um, I'm sitting in the. The Fire, is that right, Lisa? It's correct. I'm back in Moab, and I'm back at uh, Lisa Hathaway's uh, dirt lot, sitting inside the Fire, which I don't think we've recorded in here, because I think we recorded in the Oasis. We recorded in the Oasis, the we, first Cast yes. recording studio. Yeah, and it was we recorded the first and second Cast just about 25 feet from Boom, here back in the to Oasis. Back. But now we're in the, the Fire, which is a, I don't know, what... What kind of vintage are we sitting in in terms well, of this travel a vintage trailer? travel trailer? Yeah, it's a pretty vintage travel There's trailer. There's really sweet curtains, and it's also um, it's also ladies' night again at the normal cast. Other than your host, myself, Chris Kalus. And the feelings right. Oh yes, it's since um, I think it was I think the last ladies' night I had was way back in episode 15. It was the last time it was an all female cast, other than the 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 one on one interviews that I do. So, welcome, ladies. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Um, sitting with us is, is Lauren Calloway from Boulder, Colorado. Hi. I'm Lauren. <laughs> As Chris said, I'm from Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> Very happy to be here to talk about men and dating and <laughs> rock climbing. <laughs> My three favorite things in the world. Okay, great. <laughs> and Moab. <laughs> You're taking this seriously. I love it. Lisa Hathaway, our host, my host. Everyone's host here tonight, actually. I'm sleeping in her driveway. Nice. <laughs> who hasn't? Yeah, who hasn't slept in her driveway? And unlike what Lauren had to say, I feel like, you know, what's there to talk about? Flowers are pretty, climbing is fun, and boys aren't bad either. Right on. Yeah, we could do a whole show on not only who slept in your parking lot, but who slept with who in your parking lot. Oh, yes. There's been babies <laughs> made in this parking lot, and Honestly? that is a fact. Yes. A fact? Yes. Conception has occurred in my you, pop-up camper. Will you name the babies? I will not. Okay. <laughs> Sounds made up. <laughs> Are we going to say your last name, Adeline? Or you, you can say my last name if you want. Or actually, I should just not. Yeah. Go ahead and introduce I'm yourself. Adeline. Gway. It's gay, but it makes Chris uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I was picked for this podcast, really. <laughs> Anyways. It's because you're, you're a climber and you have a charming accent. I do? Oh. Yes. <laughs> you're one of the good ones. And you're from Canada. I'm from Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise known as Montreal. Yeah, Montreal, the the French part of Canada. Yeah, the the it's like east. But you also have spent a ton of time in Moab. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. So what we're here to talk about, as as Lauren previewed, is a subject that I think I've touched on before in in episode fifteen. Girl, you'll be a woman soon was the name of that episode with Young Grayson and all of her boy problems, which got a lot of feedback. Actually, got a lot of emails from from guys and girls. Many of them. Corroborating her stories, such as the the lean in, which which uh, lean in. Lisa Hathaway will have something to say about in a little bit. The the still tied in lean in for a smooch, and maybe more. But what I wanted to talk about tonight was was some of the myths I think that guys have about the way girls sort of see them in climbing, and from there we can we oh. can go out there. But before we do that, Lauren, <laughs> dating a climber. Yes, dating a climber right now. Lisa, not dating a climber. 
That's correct, Chris. But has in the past. Has in the past. In fact, was married to one. One could say has in the past. <laughs> Quite a few times. <laughs> Adeline, with the climb or um, not? No. In the past, I have. Yes, yes. I'm currently dating a climber, so that's that's kind of how, how we're all how you've all been invited to sit in the room. So, clink, clink. Uh, can wine, we do shots? Beers. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. I'm going to kind of put out some things. Does does it make a guy more appealing to you, or less appealing? Do these things matter or not? Not don't matter at all. All right, that's kind of my list. That's where oh, we're man, going. Do we have a bell to ding? That like, yeah. who had to get the answer first? Can uh, we raise? Yeah, try, <laughs> try not to. Okay, so here's my uh, here's my first one. Now, in in a lot of a lot of places, guys go out and they buy super nice cars because they think like having a sweet ass Beamer is gonna gonna impress the ladies, or in some circles, a, a red hot Camaro. If a guy has a sweet travel rig. Does that make him more appealing as a possible mate or doesn't matter? Like he's got a sprinter that's just so decked out and ready for the road. You can stand up in it. It's got a heater. Cook inside the whole thing. You guys can disagree. It's fine. You don't have to like check with each other if it's all right. Yeah, I don't. I actually ask, do you have a van? And then if they do, I'm lost in dress. You're, you're, not, you're not interested. Not I'm not interested. interested. Are you scared of like the kidnapper kind of thing or something? Yeah, the Buffalo Bill white van thing, that's scary. Really. It also kind of depends on how it smells. Oh yeah, it totally whatever the vehicle is, it cannot smell like burnt bacon. Okay. And have be covered in and grease. Socks. Socks and are socks. bad too. Yep. Yeah. And Keep those shoes. climbing shoes outside of the van, I think is important. All right, so it's a, a sweet smelling van is a possible attraction device but we got one out of three and you're actually, yeah, I like the small car I, I don't okay. like the van thing right. I think that yeah I think it would depend on how many days I was on the road and if it was raining okay I like the camper thing <laughs> <laughs> if it was raining I'd want something to pop up that you could get into yeah I think there's also the issue that if they have a really nice van and it steers them away from any other sort of home, maybe that's a bit of a red flag. <laughs> okay. I was going to get to that because the dirtbag thing, I wanted to get to that. Whether that... Right. You have to describe yeah. a bit more okay, what you're so, thinking. You know, I, I'm just, just going down there because, again, like, I think a lot of guys build out their vans, you know, and actually I, I know for a fact that several of our friends have built out their vans. They're single now, but they... Want to make sure that there's room for two. Okay, big one. This is this is like yeah, shirts off. Ugh. <laughs> Can I just talk about in the creek yesterday? A young man took his shirt off for a lieback climb, and it was actually quite cold out. And proceeded to like scrape up the entire side of his body with his shirt off in the shade. And I thought that was kind of silly. Because my implication would be like, oh, it's kind of cold. I want to put my shirt on so I don't scrape this shit out of myself. So, yeah, it's, that that's that's an example of poor shirt off form, men. If you're pulling your shirt off because you think you're going to look hot, you're not. That's just simply what it is. So if you're pulling your shirt off because it's 80 degrees out and you're in the sun, all right, that's one thing. But if you're like, hey, ladies, and you're like whipping it off, not hot. Yeah, there's something... True about that. There's like an attitude with the taking of the shirt off. Okay. You know? 
Like so, it, you, it's kind of unspoken, but you know, right? You feel it. <laughs> okay, but what if what if this guy's? I mean, what if he's an Adonis? Nah, if he's <laughs> if he's roostering, yeah, then it's just there's it's not good. Okay, if he's Steve Mache and he's climbing on the Hellbelly and his shirt comes magically unbuttoned and you get to see his legendary abs. That's hot. Who is that? I feel like, but honestly, I'll, like, I'll do the, the research. On the Adonis note, there's so many people in climbing that look like Adonis, both men and women, that... It's kind of yawner after a while. Yeah, it's kind of yawner. It's yeah, not it's really like, that big of a deal. Like, anyone can bring abs to the table, but who's going to bring a 401k? <laughs> I don't know what a 401k is. I don't know what You guys is. don't need those in Canada. Oh, Because the yeah. government just pays for oh, all your shit after money. you retire. I, I knew Lisa was talking about money. Um, yeah, I don't like the shirt off thing. Really? Not... Sometimes, I mean, it, 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 it's a big big old fat, it depends. Yeah, it's okay. totally situational. Then, it's like, if it's yeah. organic and visceral, then that's just totally cool. <laughs> 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 if you're at Gold Bar, it's okay. But if you're like, you're trying to like, Film your own personal like segment in some like Cinemax after midnight movie? No, not cool. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Please so, don't do it at the gym. Okay, gyms or shirts off in the gym? That's no. a no-no. No, 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 no. Don't a lot of gyms. My boyfriend does it all the time. Well, tell him to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take off our shirt. You, you know, know who you are, Lauren's boyfriend. Stop taking your clothing off in the gym. <laughs> No, she likes it though. I think. Well, that, that's a good to know because I think a lot of guys, you think know, think it's hot. They think it's hot. Hmm. And and <laughs> but but what I'm taking from this is that as long as you're not doing it superfluously, yeah, then you're fine. Right. If you're okay, doing it so, to send, that's hot. And if it accident, what was the other thing? If it accidentally comes up and while you're well, if you're whom I previously mentioned, if you're Steve Mesh and your button-up shirt accidentally comes unbuttoned while you're on the Hellbelly. That's hot. Okay. All it's right, like the right. re- the subtle reveal as opposed to like bringing it all out. You know, like how we used to talk about sparkle motion, mm-hmm. like you don't want to play the drums and get it all out on the first. It's like, right. you know, you got to like work it in slowly. Okay. All right. That's good to know. I mean, I, I would, as, as a guy watching other guys sort of climb without their shirts on when it's freezing ass cold, or like you said, in Indian Creek and, and wrecking themselves. Um, I guess I kind of get it, but it's like go being one side is <laughs> your not, shoulder on not the especially sexy. <laughs> All right, boys, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm. What I'm trying to get us to is this is this is instructional for for the male listeners out there. Well, or girl listeners too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna create the perfect male climber by we listening are. to this podcast. That's correct. So the Stepford man. No extra shirt off time. Keep the shirt on. Let the muscles ripple through the shirt. We want to be surprised later. Yeah. Okay. Reveal. Think yeah. about the reveal. Yeah, exactly. It's like Oscar night. They don't ad- announce the best actor in the I'm first being... five minutes. Yeah, okay. Exactly. They make you wait. You got to salivate a little. Mm-hmm. You got to get some drool going. All right. You got to wonder things. You got to yeah. wonder things. What, what you said about the, the Adonises being a dime a dozen, I think that was you, Lisa. No, I said it. Or you said it. Lauren, sorry, don't <laughs> want to steal your thunder. I want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> but the truth is, is that, is that all these issues are like issues within all segments of male, female population. But the climbing thing is different because we are, frankly, looking around this room, <laughs> a good-looking bunch of people. Just saying this, like climbers are at least fit. <laughs> For the most part. And, and the whole fitness thing is a big part of attraction. So it's like we kind of got that out of the way. 
and we're working with with a, a group of people also doing physical activity like you get to watch each other you know do these physical activities and get a get a feel for sort of what they look like maybe having got ripped guys with their shirts off like yawn you're at the at what is the place in boulder the bouldering gym spot. The, spot. the spot i mean everybody looks pretty good yeah you know what i'm saying it's just like this is a big <laughs> one all right does climbing well make a difference are the, those of us groveling below the highest grades are we at a disadvantage also an addendum does your boyfriend does the guy that you date or are interested in date dating have to climb better than you or worse or does it matter i'm going to answer part one of your three-part question there okay so does, yeah. is, is being a good climber helpful um maybe it is but i think it's more your attitude about it i mean if you're a good climber and you're not if you're kind of a dickhead about the whole thing and sort of arrogant about it it's not so attractive but if you're a good climber and humble or if you're a bad climber and don't get caught up in that then that's kind of important i think so I guess the point is that it doesn't really matter. It's just your attitude surrounding your climbing ability that does. I concur. It's more about the attitude than the ability. Although I think it's nice to have people with at least close. If you're going to date a climber, it's nice if your ability levels are close, but that's not necessarily going to be an attractant or repellent feature. You don't believe us. I don't. You don't. You're totally like, you're giving me the look of like, the, the Calouse look of, I don't believe a word these girls are saying. He's like, oh, Lauren, you're such a pro. Because he's like, so. <laughs> she, she like, he's like, she's dating a 514 right. climber. She was married to a 514 <laughs> climber. And they both learned how to climb with 514 climbers. So I don't believe a word well, of maybe it. maybe he'll believe me. No, I actually. No, I just want to say that climber. the first guy that I ever dated was a worse climber than me. And I broke up with him for my current boyfriend, but it's he was also a dickhead about his climbing ability. Okay. So, see, I like a smart climber, so it doesn't really matter if they can have really good talent or abilities, but if they know what they're doing. So the safety for me is a bit more attractive because they can climb really hard, but how's that going to help me? Right. I'm just going to be belaying and yeah, you can get really inspired in seeing people that can climb really well and it's nice, but you can have a lot of fun also at the same level. And, so if you yeah. saw a really hot guy with a shirt off who could climb 514. And had a sprinter van. And had a sprinter yeah, van. Yeah, I wouldn't care, but if he picked up the poop at the bottom of the boulder I'm trying to climb, I'd be psyched. Oh. You know, because he knows you don't want to land on that because he's a smart climber. Oh. See what I'm saying? <laughs> The nice poop guy. at the bottom. You mean yeah. people poop at the bottom? Sometimes dogs bronze? poop. I actually, oh, there dog was a poop. actually, I had a really tragic accident this past fall in Spain with some poop at the bottom of the climb no. that my boyfriend did not clean up. Oh, what? <laughs> and it, it was not his, but... <laughs> oh, he didn't clean it up No, he didn't. I don't, I'm not sure if he knew it was there or not, oh, but well, you I, seemed, I still fell in so it. So you think a fully pre-equalized <laughs> anchor with like the gates facing up and away, with the noses up and away on the anchor, is sexier than abs? No, what would be sexier is asking, do you care if I put two draws up there, or do you want an equalized anchor? Because ah. there is a knowledge of what's absolutely necessary, but also understanding of some people's comfort level. So 
Yeah, comfort. comfort. See, I believe her. <laughs> I don't believe you guys. <laughs> Although Lisa okay. does that for me all the time, so she probably... Well, there you go. You're, you're a non-lesbian life partner. <laughs> we, Lisa are. we are. We <laughs> are. You guys have no idea that. how many <laughs> girls consider Lisa their lesbian life partner. Non-lesbian life partner. <laughs> oh. Non-lesbian life... Oh. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. We don't have to sound homophobic. It's just a designation. Exactly. All right. So, have you guys dated? Well, Lauren said she did. Have you dated guys who were climbers, mind you, but were significantly worse than you are? Like you were dragging them up stuff. Like they were whining. No. 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 Yes. Yes. How'd that go? Was that all right? Um. You know, it was. Was it a factor or no? It was just hard to get out of the house you know go okay. climbing right but then in the end it was okay you know so <laughs> i think that that's i think really that's one of them that most guys in their heart of hearts believes to be true that if they climb better then they become more attractive well okay i, I, I really honestly believe i think that. we need to it's distill like, this down a little bit okay. more right. because i think that the guys that you're thinking think this way uh-huh. our guys are like yeah well i just sent 12c so she's i'm gonna get laid for sure and that like a guy who's climbing 513 514 isn't thinking about like am i gonna be hot to the ladies they're gonna be like where's my next belay coming from but the guy who's like climbing 511 d you know like at indian creek is gonna be like yeah i'm gonna get some tonight for sure when i go back to the campfire <laughs> and tell these ladies about my rad send of the sicilian i don't think it what i'm getting at here is it's not quite <laughs> the sicilian that's a hard route i know especially for guys <laughs> it is, it that's is. why i use that one uh, anyway I that's a hard, hard five too. i know you're better off trying to do something else anyway my, my point is not that, that guys boys, boys think, battle the bulge. You got it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that guys are. I'm not saying that the, we're all this overt. Like if I climb this no, no, grade, I'm going to get laid. Like it's going to be that direct. Maybe it's just like we get to be the alpha dog or something when we're climbing better. But that's yeah, what I mean. I, it's like can I, more like okay. the 512 guys, not like the 514 guys. Can I talk okay. about what happened? So yesterday, I've been climbing a couple days with two of my good friends, and they are in a couple, and we worked a route yesterday, and the one person that sent it was the female part of the couple, and I mean, I thought it was really badass, the dude that we were climbing with also thought it was really badass and it would have been really really lame if he had undermined that in any way by showing any form of insecurity about it and Mm -hmm. so i thought that the fact that he was just kind of plain psyched for her being stronger than him was really 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 cool and i think yeah i mean I, i think i think that's so much more of a manly quality to just be able to accept that and give support um yeah, it's attractive to see a dude climb hard sometimes if he's cool about it. But yeah, because ultimately, still, I mean, it, yeah. yeah, but it's also really frustrating when whatever for some reason some dude comes up to you at the gym and just expects to be better than you, and that's the most. I think that's actually one of the most frustrating things as a female climber when a dude this is will sort like, of little lady syndrome. Yeah, like, here, let me let me give you some bait on oh, that. Oh God. Or, 
Yeah, that's not that. going to get you I any. I got that today. That's not going to get you any ever. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, from Honold. Oh. Remember? Why don't you just grab it like this? Oh. And then he put my shoes on and was like, oh, that's why you didn't grab it like this that. This is Honold in bike shorts, by the way. I got a picture. <laughs> but anyway, back to the point at hand. I don't think there is any either arithmetic or G, geometric or whatever you call it. Linear. Relationship between your climbing ability and your attractiveness. Okay, but... There's no direct correlation. Being, you know, l- l- fleshing out a little bit more, wouldn't you say... We already told you not to flesh out. Okay. <laughs> fleshing out in the, in the, the uh, fear. Just be end. superficial. It's so much sexier. Okay. Now, I'm not saying superficial, but isn't it... Wouldn't, it, wouldn't you say that whether it was climbing or anything else, that being accomplished at something makes you more attractive no matter what? I mean, whether it's, you know... Repairing as as cars a, or building. Like Lauren said, as long as you're not a dick. Yeah. Okay. Skill is always admirable and sexy, no matter what it is. Wouldn't you say? Like cooking, if they're a good cook. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's the insecurity that's a turn off. So okay. if you're secure in yourself and you're good at it and you're passionate about it, then yeah, it's a turn on. But if you're actually making it sound like you need to be good at climbing in order to be a respectable person or whatever then that's not really, you know, it doesn't matter in the end. It's all about the tude. The tude. Okay. What? The dude The dude-a-tude. Okay, so boastful is out, obviously, right? Anybody down there spraying at the cliff and talking about grades. I mean, am I right in, I, in that? Is I don't know where guys even think that is, but that's unattractive, correct? It's okay to be reasonable. You just don't have to be excessive. Okay. Just talk to your friend and ask for buddy spray. That's always just more socially yeah. acceptable. What's that? Buddy, buddy spray's spray. way hotter. You What's should meet, buddy meet my friend over here. He just fired that yeah, roof. Yeah, that's what you were talking about, right? He buddy sprayed oh, his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whoa, she did so good today. So, yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? We should talk about the wingman. The, the wingman <laughs> we'll, and the buddy we'll spray. Yeah, the buddy All right, hold spray. on a second on the wingman. So, what I'm getting at here, though, what's what do you think is better, like... <laughs> I'm just There's not going to be a flowchart that guys can follow and like. <laughs> yes, okay, there is. if you are hot, then go to the left side. If you are not hot, go to the right. Because if you if you're not hot, you have to climb five twelve D. But yeah. if you are hot, you could get away with twelve A. Okay, let's let's hear, let's hear hot because I'd like to hear. I just want to hear the question. All right, so yeah. <laughs> what's a better play? Okay, what's a better play is what I'm getting at. Like humble and quiet, or soulful and quiet. Open and honest. I don't think humble and soulful are antonyms. So that's really? a, yeah, that's yeah. What's soulful? I yeah, I, I don't think humble. I don't think that's a bad comparison. All right. <laughs> I think you what's should soulful? What do you mean question? by soulful? I mean like you know, there's the guy who climbs really hard but doesn't talk about it, and then there's the guy that's like, you know, he's super. He climbs well, but he's super happy, like you know, doing sort of like the the, the going out and climbing the well within his grade and just being like super stoked on what he's doing what what do you, you know I'm, I'm just trying to you know which play works both so i think if you're humble doesn't mean that you're not stoked on what you're doing though yeah i'd say both i think they're. i think they're nice. both pretty hot i think in <laughs> the climbing and any other potential subsequent activities actions speak louder than words all right, what about the lone wolf? Thinking of all the different sort of <laughs> no, wait, no, we were talking talk. about that today, actually, because we were advising one of our friends who yeah. we all know who might have some 
a, a van decked out with <laughs> chili peppers. <laughs> like, no, what you got to do is you got to you can't show up at the crags like the lone wolf because then everyone's instantly suspicious. Okay. Yeah. What you got to do is you got to show up with another girl, but one who is like widely known as not dating you, because then that automatically gives you a certain amount of cred. And like oh, safety a and female yeah. wingman. Possibly, yeah, like, this is like the female yeah. wingman thing. Yeah, yeah. That's money in Wait, the bank. Wait, I want, can that. I turn the interview around a little bit though? But sure. I, I, I kind of feel like it's a bit opposite with females though. Like if you're a woman and you show up as a lone wolf, it's kind of sexy. Maybe no. Let me say this. Yeah. <laughs> the problem. The the thing about like turning this interview around. <laughs> Is if I did this with guys, like, I mean, you guys have sort of equivocated a bit and been like, yeah, it's it's neither good nor bad. It's this and that. Guys would be even worse. Like they're like, well, I don't care what she drives. No, I don't care what she does. I don't care how she how she climbs. I don't. You know, like they go right to like, I don't care. I don't care. Is she hot? Does she like me? Will she talk to me? Will she climb with me? Then I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna go for it. But let me say this, girls. You know, the thing about climbing girls is that. And the guys that always complain about it, coming back to the lone wolf, she-wolf, the lone she-wolf, <laughs> is that you very rarely see, or not rarely, but it's it's more common to see a girl climbing with a guy who's her, bro- her sorry, climbing with a guy who's her significant other than it is to see a girl climbing, either showing up at a site alone or even necessarily on a road trip or something with another girl. Like, two dudes broing out on a road trip is, like, down in Indian Creek where you just were, is, like, every campsite. You know, girls on a road trip, just them, without the dudes in sight, it's kind of a rare thing. So is it more attractive only because you're just like, oh, maybe I have a chance? (laughs) (laughs) There's no guys, like, setting up a perimeter around the campsite when you walk by, you know, like, hey, it how's maybe, it going? Is it maybe I have a chance or, oh, that's really cool. She's being independent and it's maybe I have a chance. Yeah, I kind of figure. I would say this. <laughs> let me say this because we're not quite as shallow as I'm going to joke about, but it, it may start at, wow, I should go talk to her because there's, wait, oh, is he in the tent? Um, is he in the, is he at the bathroom right now? Because you'd be waiting for some dude to come walking out of somewhere. Now, if you were sure that she was by herself, then yeah, you'd be like, wow, maybe I I should go talk to this girl or something like that. But if you walk by a campsite and there's a guy there, it's not like you can go hit up to the girl and go, hey, let's go climbing today. Or, hey, do you need a partner? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you would never do that because you're you're walking into the turf. So, I mean, it would facilitate maybe something like that, but... In the long run, I would think it would be really cool, though. I mean, I would agree with that. You'd be like, oh, she's out here doing her own thing. Like, that's cool. But anyway, anything to say about that? Well, I, I, I think I think there's more of that now than, you know, you and I come from a different origin in climbing in a lot sure. of ways. And, you know, those days I think are a little bit past. I think it is more common now to see just a couple of girls out on a road trip or girl by herself looking for people to climb with and blah 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 yeah did you end up going to Petrero this winter no oh okay no no you were taken with that Hayden person oh yeah he, I thought that was a girl I'm, I'm quite fancy <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a girl. Really? I'm like, oh, cool, right on. No, but yeah. seriously, to all the Hayden, to all the ladies yeah. out there, Hayden is such a man. 
No, but I he thought such a I, man. I didn't know who he was. It's like a Aiden Kennedy dating podcast. Like, <laughs> he's gonna hate us. <laughs> no, 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 I don't no, know. Like I'm those... gonna give his email. At the Adeline's end. like, who's this guy? <laughs> Anyways, I really well, I thought you were going with the girl, but I, yeah, I, no. So I was like, Chris, how dare you? Anyways, he, I was asking you because I, you had mentioned maybe just going down there by yourself. Yeah, so. I yeah, was yeah. Just yeah. Curious I, 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 I came here by myself and mob. Mm-hmm. I was actually, the first time I came here, I went to Biggin and just, like, asked, hey, you guys want to climb? And went climbing with, actually, Janine told me about uh, James and Casey. Went climbing with people I didn't know, but yeah, it was a lone wolf. Right. Lone she-wolf. Aru. Anyways. Um, well, I mean, I've made but, that joke yeah. a bunch of times when when, when friend, female friends, girl, girl space friends, have... You know, said, oh, you think I'll be able to find partners? I'm just like, uh, yeah, you're going to be able to find partners. Don't worry about it, you know, because there's going to be a bunch of guys that'll be like, yeah, of course I'll go, I'll go climbing. Yeah, but you. is it a good partner? Yeah. Right. All right, can well. I, can I turn that advice around, though? It's okay. like the, are you going to be able to find partners? And yeah, you're going to be able to find partners, but. You do, like, as a female, I feel like there's a little bit of a constant worry that the partner is going to try to date you. Is this the next question? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the next question, but it, okay. it, it, it's it's a, within this, because I have a couple more, but within this, it is the issue that I have heard a ton about with emails from female listeners, but it, because of, um, in, in episode 15, Young Grayson ran into that same problem. She's in college. She, she wants to go climbing. It's There's not a lot of girls to climb with. She's climbing with dudes, and every time she does, it feels like a date. Or the guy's thinking, okay, is this a date? So I think, and and, and I hear a lot about that. So within that context, I mean, that's a real phenomena, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, it goes both ways. It's like if you call a guy or contact a guy mm-hmm. at the Crag River, like, yeah, you want to go climbing tomorrow? You're thinking you want to go climbing tomorrow, and maybe guys do tend to be a little bit more black or white and they're either like, yeah, I'm going to get lucky or they're like worried, like, oh my God, she's so hot for me. And you just want like a belay on your proj. Sure. Ultimately. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's interesting because it's like I I was getting at with this dynamic within, within climbing, like it's such this intimate thing that you can share, like even just going and doing, you know, a few pitch route or whatever. I you know, I think that it can be conflated in people's minds. Like, wow, we had a really great time today and it was exciting and thrilling and like, you know, it felt dangerous and we spent it together. So even if it didn't start that way, I think maybe that it ends up like people being a little bit confused about what went down. The situation, I think, too, like you and I, again, started mostly with like trad climbing, multi-pitch climbing and stuff like that. And you have this experience and you're like, wow. And yeah, I probably like fell in love with every climbing partner I had when I first started climbing because I was like, this is so special and we just did something so rad together. So it was like really easy to be like, ah, all starry eyed and conflate the situation into maybe more than what it is. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's, it's, it's a commonality that I hear about all the time. A complaint from women is that they can't be that lone she wolf. They can't really are they it's kind of a a landmine area of like how do i make it clear to this dude that i just want to go climbing like his bros just want to go climbing when grayson had talked about like being 
actually literally still tied in when when the guy sort of made his move. Some people emailed me and said, that's unbelievable. That never happens. And that couldn't have happened to her. And then other women emailed me and said, oh, God, that's like happened to me. That total thing has happened to me. And Hathaway's had it happen to her. The lean-in is fact. (laughs) The lean-in is established fact. I'm sure it's happened to... Yeah, I've had the 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 gear cleared off my harness type thing. Oh, God, that's another thing is like... Grabbing stuff off your harness? I want to hear what this Yeah, it's just like the lean-in, like grabbing things. Uh, Yeah, here, I'm grabbing my cams type thing. Like the guy just grabs around you. Oh, really? And you're like, ooh. That's a move I've not heard of. Yeah. It's the next step after the lean-in. Chris, it's called the reach-around. It's the reach-around. Can I also say one thing that is uh, actually a really, really genuine peeve that relates to that is the putting, ordering the gear on my harness in your manner, like when it's my lead and like doing like it in a sexual manner, that's actually really, really bad. You know what I'm talking I, about? I when like a, a dude puts like, when a dude like puts, when a dude puts like, puts the gear on your harness. look on my face. No, when a dude like, they're like, oh yeah, like you're going to need this and this and this and they like put it on your harness for you and you're just like, they're like holding your hip and clipping your gear on for you. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, dude, really a, not okay. I like it, my it gates happens. out, yeah. and B, I can rack myself. No, yeah. what I got. What, what does I this got, happen? Not, no, not what, what I got confused about was when you said in a sexual manner. Like I can see, like throwing it on there and like just doing it in the order that oh, I like, would. Like when they lick the point seven five and put it on your harness, I hate that. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take that out of my repertoire. Do not lick the cams as you put them on the harness. No. All right, so th- I think that I think probably what irks you about this, other than this weird sexual way, like tugging <laughs> on them or something, like poking you with them, I don't know. I think, it's so pro- it, I think it goes back to this idea that this he knows better, right? Yeah, he for knows sure. this is the way you need yeah. to do it, little yeah. lady. Kind yeah, of. for sure. Because there is something to be said about you know your knots really really tight. And you're struggling to undo it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just really failed and you didn't send and you're bummed. And the guy's trying to undo your eight for you and he's like, helpful. There's no like flirta- flirtatious thing. Okay. That, that, can, be that like, can be really nice. That's like so that's when they the untie your knot for you. Yeah. yeah oh, it's, I actually don't like that. All right. <laughs> yeah, but don't say it because then the nice ones won't do it. Yeah. Situational. Then, yeah. <laughs> and you can feel it too. You know, if it's ulterior motives. But yeah, let's just dispel any myths that the lean-in does in fact exist. And if your emailers you it, are you, guys that are saying, right. oh, I would never do that. And you're getting emails from the ladies that are like, oh yeah, I've been leaned in on. Right. I mean, I had a friend who was staying here. And here's a little story for the guys. And this kind of encapsulates a lot of these myths. But she was, uh, you know... Young, in college, cute, climbed hard, was, you know, en route to get her PhD. And all these guys, of course, were like, yeah. And that does sound sexy. Like, hey, you want to climb Castleton? And she's like, sure. And she's like, then on the second pitch, he, he, he like leaned in and tried to kiss me. And then she goes climb with another guy. And she's like, and then on the third pitch, she's <laughs> like, oh my God. And these guys are all my friends, right. you know, and then they're like sitting around one night and they're like all speculating why, you know, they got shut down. 
And of course, they came to the conclusion. Well, she must not like guys. She must be into girls because that's why sure, we got of course. shut down. Yeah, I mean that's, that's the, the only reason any guy ever gets shut and down. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you guys live out of trucks that don't run, and you eat out of dumpsters. And she's en route to get her PhD and climbs harder than you. What exactly do you bring to the table? Minus the PhD, and if you switch the. <laughs> Castleton with the Naked Edge in Boulder, Colorado. I had the same thing happen to me two weeks in a row. So, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, Upshot, the lean-in does exist. Okay, so let me... It's the silent partner of every male climber. Let me ask you this, okay? So, as climbers, right, we, we, we meet climbing, okay? We're climbing around each other all the time. So, now, if you are, in fact, attracted to this person, okay, and... All you kind of, that's your, that's your middle ground. That's what you know each other through. Okay. So I think to myself, if I'm a guy that's attracted to this other climber girl, like, well, what's a, you know, what's a nice thing to do? Let's go climbing together. Like, can, can you guys maybe advice for both people in the situation? Because I think it, I think it's not really that surprising that it happens a lot is what I'm getting at. Like these are the ways in which we relate to each other. So one thing I've, I've actually noticed a lot of these, the girls that complain about this, like they don't always exactly make it all that clear either. How is it that, you know, the, the approach should be made and vice versa. The, the agreement should be made to go climbing and make it all clear. But it's, it's like, it's not fair because climbing is a partnership and it's, that's what it is, is it's a climbing partnership before anything else. And so when you put trust into somebody and then they all of a sudden kind of cross a little bit of a line, then it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. And yeah, you don't want to climb with that person again. And it's a bummer because maybe you climb really well together, but because there's this sort of like they took it another way or they wanted something else, it's unfortunate. I've I've heard a lot of girls say that this is a problem. So, yeah, that's where the line gets crossed is when you assume that, you know, that you're going to climb something together and that a girl is going to put her trust into you. And that respect means that she wants to date you or hook up with you. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's almost offensive at times because what do you I mean, what are you well, going to do? Certain, I mean, it's certainly offensive, like especially if there's some sort of implied physical contact like. Uh, there's no doubt that that's offensive. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's especially a weird, like yeah. in, a, in a, a situation where there's, you know, you can't move away or, yeah. or anything. And I it's mean, a weird situation too because it does, it, like, you put your trust in somebody and you allow that there's going to be that sort of relationship and that kind of closeness and whatever your motives are for an end result, it should be separate from whether or not anything exciting is going to happen at the end of the day um so could i say this that like if you going back to what i just said a minute ago if you are a guy like maybe if you want to make it clear you just ask them out on a normal date i think i think that would be much better right like say why don't we go out to dinner and then people can she'll instantly know like this is a full-on date date and they can then be like well no i'm seeing this other guy or no i'm not or whatever but don't use climbing as this proxy for, for a date. I actually had a, a friend that was a climber friend, and he did just that, and I really respected it. It was like we climbed together for a while, and then he was like, I want to go like on a date date. And I was like, oh, 
okay. And, you know, so I had a lot of respect. It didn't end up being somebody that I wanted to date, but I respected that approach. The boundaries that you have right from the beginning, because... I mean, not to give responsibility to the women, because there's defin definitely some guys that are going to go there, even if your boundaries were pretty strict. But that said, if you're treating it like very seriously from the beginning, it's like we're going climbing and you stay, you, you stay your boundaries like we're camping separate places and like it's evident, then you might not be so uncomfortable saying like, dude, what are you doing? Like, don't rack up for me. And then if he's going to try it, then it's going to be awkward for him when you say, hey, what are you doing? I, I can give you those pieces. You don't need to reach around my body. Right, know? right. Well, And so that's the thing. Let me just say this. Like, first of all, this whole lean in thing, like it, it astounded me the first time I heard about it and it still astounds me. And maybe I'm just like not bold enough to try anything like that. But the idea of that, like it makes me so uncomfortable just sitting here Tell, sitting like, with us looking at you going yeah. as he leaned in <laughs> have I done I swear to God I have not done a lean in I swear <laughs> to you guys but in back backing up like not blaming the other side there is a point at which I think there's like I said there's we get into a little bit of unforgivable naivete in terms of like you know this guy like now all of a sudden we're gonna go on this 10 day trip together like there's a point at which so, somebody in the relationship, whoever's maybe starting to feel uncomfortable, has to say something. And if it's the girl, like, if you're planning up, like, oh, we're going to do this road trip and we have so much fun climbing together, like, somewhere in you has to start to know that, okay, s this guy's starting to think something that's going on here that's not going on here. And I know, I know for a fact with friends, they've let it go, whether they were uncomfortable saying something, which is forgivable. Or they were just kind of like really wanted to go on this trip together because it was going to be awesome and they really wanted to go climbing that place. I know girls that have let it go further than they honestly knew they should have. Mm -hmm. And then it exploded when, when you know, all of a sudden there was one tent and no one, right. nowhere to sleep and everybody was in the tent together. So, you know, it, it's a little bit of both ways, but that is, still does not forgive the lean-in. The lean-in is ridiculous. If you're going to, yeah, save the moves for after the climbing and then, you know, let yeah, the chips you, fall where they may. Like a job that thing, you know, it's, you're not going to like act at work, but you could ask for a date after work, you know? Exactly. So like treat it like thing. a workplace. Like you would oh, the water Climbing cooler. is a workplace. Yeah. I so think there's that time is for really it. intelligent, actually. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't slap a girl's ass at the water cooler. So don't do it at the crag. Okay. And don't take off wait, your shirt. Wait, wait, when do you slap their ass? <laughs> when you're out at the bar together on a date where yeah. you know, you're drinking. When it's, it's clear that the ass date. wants to be slapped. I would like uh, to ask Lisa that question again. When do you slap the ass? <laughs> oh, actually, you'll laugh, but I had this situation with um, one of my climbing partner, former SOs, and he had this habit when we go bouldering. Good he'd game. Like, he'd like hit my butt every time like I'd be all chalked up and I hit, hit my butt and I'm like finally like I don't I take your climbing a little more seriously than that so I'd like it if you would I take mine Alex wait what Hon can I just say that I smacked Alex Honnold's ass today in his <laughs> bike shorts time ever. apropos of nothing she smacked <laughs> Alex Honnold's ass today he was wearing bike shorts 
if, if Alex Honnold subsequently asks you to go climbing with him, just be aware that you slapped his ass. Yeah, that was double standard. You shouldn't have slapped his ass while you guys Alex were climbing. Alex Honnold has a girlfriend, and she's lovely. Okay. <laughs> Alex kind of needed an ass slapping today. That's he like need, has he nothing to do with dating. He just needed a little tap. Yeah. Wait, I don't. I have to go back to your story. He was. Why was he touching? You? Why was he slapping your ass? I. It just was like afterwards. No, like like right good before, job. Like I'd be all chalked up and like ready to go, and boom. Huh. Like why? good game. That thing. I don't know. It was just like this little thing. Do you, it was kind of cute in a way. In the crotch before he. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a little distracting when you're like, you know, if you treat climbing like the workplace, I like, go, oh, you know, you'd be like, whoa. Right, this, right there's on. no segue to this, but Jamie Lee Curtis has slapped my ass and left a chalk handprint on it. Shut the fuck up. That's a true story. Where was this? In Rock Creation in L.A., baby. I knew it. Yep. Wow. She climbs? She did for a short period. She was into it. And mm. and that was her favorite thing. I was not the only one to receive this hand handprint hand on print. my ass. Yeah, she chalk up and slap your ass with, the, with her hand to leave a big print and laugh about it. Anyway, so... What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Boys. Boys and climbing together. Okay, so we got to wrap this thing up. We've been cranked. Before we get to the end here, I want to go back to a couple more. Um, just quick, quick ones. Okay. Jeans? Like some sort of technical climbing pant? No. Capris? No. No capris. No capris. No skinny jeans. No skinny jeans. On Although, men. no leggings. I don't care if you're doing the Jane Fonda. No leggings. What is a legging on a guy? I saw four men wearing, wearing like spandex yesterday because they were psyched on doing the Jane Fonda. And I don't think anybody said. This is really yeah. important. Tights. If you're going to wear tights, yeah. then you have to wear underwear because pee stains on the front of your pants are not hot. And that is fact. Because oh, I don't care how many times you shake it, there's always one more drop. Can we just let's just say let's just no. say anyway. let's just say that uh, khakis are maybe a little bit better. Okay. So like I a, like jeans. Yeah, jeans are jeans okay. Are right. if right. Jeans and khakis. But if you're bouldering, don't wear some big old nasty leather belt that you could break someone's hands with. Okay. But honestly, I think it's what you're most comfortable in and you're going to be normal in. I think that's probably what's All right. best. All right. So the fashion thing doesn't matter as long as you're humble, supportive, comfortable, confident, pretty good climber. It doesn't be, matter what you're wearing on your Being a good guy ass. is the most important okay, thing. Okay, be a good guy is all right, so uh, let's spend a little bit of time on the relationship. Now, this could really be a whole nother topic. And a whole Why are you looking show. at me for? <laughs> I'm just making eye contact with all sorts of people. It's cool. So the perfect man, like I just said, I'm, I'm working on this. I'm working on this. Is Again, he's safe. He's humble. He's supportive. He, for Lisa, has a job that has a retirement plan. <laughs> So the dirt bags are out for you, but I've had so you've many. been there. Unless you've been they're independently there. wealthy, that's not a problem. Okay, not a problem. But uh, so, what do you expect from a guy? You're in a climbing relationship. Where does that go? Because I'll preface this with with I always make the joke that that you know when someone's talking about let's say Indian Creek or somewhere like that, I always say yeah I've seen many a relationship torn asunder. You know, on that route, like someone's like, ah, they should try that route. I'm like, no, 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 that's a bad call. Like, 
we've all been uncomfortably close to the climbing relationship that was it's going on one route over from us and it's not going well. So what do you guys see as like, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, the supportive thing, but tell me about climbing relationships. What's the perfect man? Come on, help me out. I mean, I think like it's really important. It's, it's kind of terrible for both men and women because you have to preserve your partner's ego to a certain degree. And then you also have to keep them alive and from getting injured. So you don't want them to be on something that they could get hurt on. Or also, even if they can't get hurt, if it's just going to be way too above their ability and they're going to get frustrated and feel terrible about it, you don't want them on that. But you also can't say, no, I don't think you should be on that climb or let's have you try something easier because that's a terrible, terrible thing to do to anybody's ego. I think it's sort of individually for each person that it's a personal thing that you shouldn't push onto a partner. It's something that you should learn to do yourself and kind of check yourself, like stay within your boundaries. And if you want to be ambitious, just recognize that you're being ambitious and accept another person saying that, okay, that's a little big, but, uh, okay. Right, right, right. Um, I, I, the tone in your voice is very familiar, actually. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, maybe that'd be a good idea. Hopefully, everything will go okay on something like that. See, I, I don't really know. I think, like, if I make the example of Lisa, when she talks to me when I'm trying to do some climb, it's supportive and realistic at the same time. I don't see why it could be any different with a partner. I mean, if you're having the same kind of respect that you have for your friends or like regard, if they know what they're doing, like obviously you're going to take the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but now if you're putting insecurity in that, because I know I've been kind of guilty of doing that, trying to impress your mate like you're saying (laughs) then that's a little bit like you're you have ulterior motives you know you're so that's where the insecurity comes because then if you're making the sand about trying to do good in front of them but i know that's why i climb so well with friends because then it's not really like oh i'm gonna do good lisa will be proud of me you know what i mean but i would be yeah, you would be, but you're Aww. not, like, trying to save me. Aww. You're not trying to make, like, it's not your scent, you know? Like, there's this thing that happens in relationships. I'm, I think that, I was thinking about, like, climbs that might be sort of dangerous or above, like, an ability where there might be some sort of consequences and not just that, like, where it's going to be the most epic, epic, like, hang fest mm-hmm. ever. And it's just... Well, I think it's like with any partnership, whether it's business partnership or relationship, it needs to be that. It needs to be a partnership and there's going to be give and take. And ideally, you and your partner are going to be supportive of one another and realize that like, you know, some days you might have to go climb a route on Castleton when you'd rather be at Indian Creek. (laughs) And (laughs) anything. Yeah. But then that's going to get reciprocated and you do that willingly and you do it supportively and you don't treat your partner, especially if their ability is less than yours dismissively, just because they aren't climbing at the same ability you might be or whatnot. And that goes in both directions. 
And yeah, when it works out well, it's the best thing in the world. I mean, I've said that to you, Chris. The best thing you can do for your climbing is have a significant other who climbs because you always have a partner. You, if you have a healthy relationship with your partner, both on and off the court, you have someone who's going to be supportive that you trust and you don't have to think twice about your belay or your spot or whatever. I mean, like the other day, we go climbing, and you're up there climbing with your girlfriend, and I'm making six trips to my car with crash pads because I'm by myself uh-huh. with no spotter and uh-huh. no partner. And I'm like, oh, I wish that was me. <laughs> I wish I was Mrs. Caloose right now. No, you don't. Mrs. Caloose is a very lucky lady. Um, Mrs. Caloose is a very lucky lady. <laughs> Who, my no, mom? No, I think I... <laughs> Mrs. Can't see my air quotes. Oh, I see. Kalus. I see the future possible. Oh, okay. No, but it. I think also well, I know one Mrs. Kalus, I think Kathy. I think it's important to really understand your partner's climbing ability and guide their ability in a logis- like logistical progression, and sort of know like what is a good step forward for them and steer them in that way. And don't if they want to do something that's crazy and a little bit ambitious and maybe dangerous. Um, that's always difficult, but I think you should keep them from doing that, obviously. And more so just to encourage somebody and to push them to try really hard and to push their own abilities and support them through that and just know they're climbing well enough to set them up for success as opposed to put them on a fucking sandbag that they're going to hate and want to kill you for. So as you're saying all these things, I was kind of curious, like, are you coming from both sides of the equation? I mean, have you been on both sides where you're the person being guided or, you know, and on the progression and being maybe a little bit talked down from being too ambitious? Yeah. Have you been the other person? Yeah, I've been on both. I've been on both sides. Yeah. And I think that the best thing is to just learn that they're climbing and if there's something that they want ambitious to help them do the like step by step progression. And sometimes you have to step out of the way and let, like, you might not be the right partner yeah. for the job, and uh-huh. you need to, like, you know, yeah, not like take if, it personally. Yeah, if you want to do that, be like, okay, well, I can't do that for you. You should go with that guy that you, should you go met with Eric Decaria. You should go with, <laughs> go with that guy that you met at <laughs> yeah. the gym the other night that I've ne- I've never met before and go climb with him for 10 days instead. Right. Probably right. not a random dude at the gym is going to be the one. You're going <laughs> to where with who? Because you're what? I'm just going to give advice to all ladies out there not to go on trips with random guys that they meet at the gym. No. <laughs> no matter how clear you make the, uh, the, the, the setup. Double check the tent or the trunk for both tents. Right. Yeah. So can, I want to backtrack to something that you said real quick, uh, Adeline, is that this idea that why can't this relationship be, you know, just like climbing with Lisa when you're climbing with a significant other or climbing with one of your friends. And I think that's a really like a nice thought, but what I've noticed is that the truth is, is that when you're with your significant other, the whole point of that person being so intimate with you is that you can like let them see emotions that you wouldn't normally show to, to oh i show friends. emotions to lisa all the time well, i guess I, I, let me say that from a guy's standpoint like you know there's definitely situations where i feel more comfortable showing frustration or show or or making a decision to go down that i if i was with another dude and this is this is definitely a dude thing like you know we're alpha dogging it up and we're like okay i'm gonna 
you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say this, like, with a good partner of mine, Rob, uh, <laughs> his, true, his man crush is yeah, true love. True romance. <laughs> you know, we, we climbed this thing in the Black Canyon called the, the uh, uh, this thing called the Serpent, and... The Bermuda Triangle finally snuck its way into the normal cast. We haven't, have we talked about rifle? Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, good. So, but we, we were both climbing it, and both of us were getting more and more nervous and more and more uh, uncomfortable with the climb, but we weren't going to say anything. And then finally, I don't know who finally broached, like, hey, let's go down, because this is freaking us out. But when the other person did whether it was Rob or whether it was me, then the opposite said, oh, yeah, I've been thinking that for an hour. Like, we should have, yeah, totally, let's go down. And yet, in our minds, we both agreed that we were, like, not going to be I'm not going to bail if he's not going to bail. I'm not going to bail if he's not going to bail. So, and I think in some situations with, with, I've seen with relationships, like, you know, coming from the girl side of it, like, they can let themselves show emotions to their boyfriend that if they were out climbing with somebody else, they might not necessarily show but I, all I'm saying is that it feels it would be nice if it could be the same, but it's it, it just isn't for I think a bunch of different reasons. You I, know? I think you're you're right, but I'm not sure if it's the same thing with the guys as with the girls because the guys seems to me, anyways, from your story, it's like there's a little bit of the you know there's the ego gets in the way there. Mm-hmm. But I my experience, I actually feel bad that I'm scared. If I'm climbing with a significant significant other, mm-hmm. it, with another girl, I know she'll understand because she went through that before. But what so about with much a more dude? What about with a dude who's not your boyfriend? Uh, I think that the level of knowing that person would probably it'd be different from one place to the other. But I'm usually if I'm scared, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'll go down no matter what, or I'll I'll say it no matter what. I'll but go down no matter what. I'm gonna go down no matter what. <laughs> um, but I think fear is different yeah. than like outbursts, or you know, like I think that you, whether whether you're a girl or a guy, you should your demeanor should be appropriate with your significant other as you would treat your friends, mm-hmm. and if you wouldn't yell at your you know your climbing friend, you shouldn't yell you know, at your boyfriend for doing some similar thing or whatever. Like, you can't, I don't think it's fair to make them take a greater brunt. Mm -hmm. But I think it's okay, yeah, situations like fear, then if you feel like you're going to die, you should probably, regardless of who you're climbing with, you should be pretty open about that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I am thinking about sort of like the outbursts and and again, going back to the, to, to like, you might squeeze a tear out in front of your girlfriend, but not in front of Rob. Yeah. No, wait. Actually, I take <laughs> that back. Other way you around. would you, you would squeeze a tear out in front of Rob, Rob but maybe not, not me. Not my girlfriend or you. But in front of Rob, I've, yeah, I'll cry openly. <laughs> no, I, I guess I'm just so kidding. It's more of like, a release for a guy. We're turning it back to you again. It's like a re- you feel like you can comfortably like be open and release your emotions around your girlfriend, whereas when you're with your pro friends... You feel like you have to be, like, the man. All right, well, yeah. I, I don't know if it's quite that cut and dry, but, again, I'm, I'm sort of, like, thinking about more the outbursts. And that, that when you said outbursts, that actually got me there. Like, you know, just, again, like, I've just watched it so many times. Like, just the full-on make everyone else at the crag uncomfortable, like, battle between a boyfriend and a girlfriend or husband and wife climbing like what sport climbing or crack climbing or anything like 
it's just it's just like I don't think those people would ever display that with you know someone who they weren't intimate with. You and know? you can only hope the stress although of climbing. They are, although they are displaying it to everyone else at the cliff, but you know it's kind of that unit thing, that like little microcosm that they're in as a as a couple. And if I don't make eye contact, nobody saw me. Right. Yeah. Can I just say, like, as somebody who has definitely thrown a wobbler or two <laughs> in the past <laughs> with their boyfriend belaying them, that it's it's just it's not in general, it's not good to throw a wobbler. And it's especially not good to blame your wobbler on your significant other. Right. And at the same time, it happens. Right. And but I, but I guess it wouldn't be out of the question, Lauren, for you and I to go climb and rifle. No. Okay, like if you were coming over to the Western Slope. I think we, we've done it before. Right. We know each yeah. other well enough that you could call me up and say, hey, let's go climbing. I would probably expect you to to not like lose your shit climbing with me the it way depends you on might the allow yourself to. <laughs> right. But you might allow yourself to do it with someone who is you're intimate with that that you're going to be able to kind of walk it back from that. Yeah, but can I just say like also it doesn't go for me in my relationship it doesn't go very well when I lose my shit mm-hmm. on a climb there and it doesn't go very well when he loses his shit and I think he probably does it a lot less than I do but it's like losing your temper like that because of something that's happening with you intimately on a climb and then bl- blaming it on your significant other or passing that on to your significant other is just unhealthy. It's not fair. It's not fair. Um, to do to any climbing partner, especially your significant other, I think. And that is like an individual climber thing that they should just get over, women and men. And Yeah, it's okay to show emotion, but it's I'm not sorry. okay to be a dick. Yeah, I'm sorry if every, you know, most of the women in the world hate me now after saying that, but I don't think it's okay. Everyone knows that. It's just, I think, in the moment, it, it yeah. can be difficult. I think I mean, the psychology like, of it yeah, is Yeah, honestly, like, cry, that's cool. Like, kick the wall, that's cool. But don't blame it on your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Yeah. I got tension. Yeah, you've heard also, like, men saying that they got short rope or slack now or just... Yeah. I mean, there's something about relationship that makes... The psychology of it is pretty complicated. You want the other person to make it easier for you you want the other person to save you somehow and that's not just women with the men the men do it too it's like they should the women should support them they should hold their ego or something like that you know there's there's this that happens a lot in relationship and you see it and i think like you just have to catch yourself and i know i do it with lisa too i mean it's not just a like mate thing it's like there's a trust level that you get to you know that you know it's like no i'd never said that and then lisa like yep you said it i'm like no (laughs) you know and it's the frustration like i want her to make it better for me even though at that moment and it's not like i'm a bad person it's just you are so into it at that moment you're so passionate about that right moment you're not straight in your head and yeah i just you have to understand that you know i think it's also really important to realize that that's you and that's not anything to do with your belayer and just take it away from them whoever they are unless she's giving you tall person beta like that's super frustrating. But Lisa doesn't do that because she, <laughs> she knows. She knows, the, she knows what knows you're going to use. She knows all the short person beta. 
she knows she looks at you climb and then she'll tell you you're gonna do it like that and you're like no and then yeah <laughs> yep that's gonna go <laughs> yeah anyways all right well we we are uh well beyond well, you can talk about relationships. I know you can. We'll we'll pick it up again. Another <laughs> three episode. girls with well, red me, wine and relationship yeah. talk. Bunch of wine, ladies. <laughs> but we uh, so I already I already made my list of the perfect man. That's what this is all about. <laughs> you want to con- confirm man. or refute? The no, no, it's man. good. We're we're gonna go back there. But really, I I guess the takeaway from this relationship, I mean, it's not really all that uh, revelatory, honestly. Like. I, but we do need to be told it over and over again, you know, this supportiveness, what you just said, Lauren, about not transferring that anger or that frustration onto the partner, whether it's blame or whether just like roping them into this little shitstorm that you're creating. All those things are obviously wrong, and we, 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 we're adults. We understand that. I think, again, trying to maybe point out some stuff with climbing being a little bit different is that what you just said reminded me of that is that it's a very emotional thing it's you there's sometimes fear there's there's like super heightened effort in a moment combined with fear this crazy little mix that all of a sudden makes you start screaming and yelling things that you may not have wanted to scream and yell like i think in a different way that we might find ourselves in these sort of uncontrolled situations where our emotions just sort of come out whether Guys, it's anger, I think, generally. It, like, transfers into anger. And I don't know what what the emotion really is with girls when they're that at that point. It's but anger. It's the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's really interesting to talk about is all I'm getting at is because it is, a, like, a heightened experience. And some of these emotions maybe end up getting it heightened as well when you get fear and, and uh, frustration sort of mixed together like that. So is there anything else you guys would would like to say to... to uh, Boys and girls trying to get along. That was a trick just, question. Just be yourself and don't be a douche. <laughs> yeah, just mostly Unless don't be a douche. <laughs> if, you, if you are a douche, don't be yourself. <laughs> push your girlfriend to lead her own climbs, but don't push her too hard. Ooh. Yeah, don't be a douche. Well, it's because she says, be yourself. Don't be a douche. Unless you're a douche, don't be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just leave it at that. Thanks for coming in, you guys. Thanks for sitting down for the normal cast. I know we'll get a lot of emails about this. Thanks one. for buying us a gallon of wine. <laughs> yeah, the Thank box you. of wine. Yeah, the box of wine again tonight. Thank you. We're just going to keep going into the night. Let's just box, talk to these things. The fucking box of wine runs out. <laughs> All right, thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Oh, Let's go strip club. Say it's your birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday too. No, it's not. One thing that puzzles me. Um, is the makeup of your audience seems to be uh, predominantly young boys. Well, it's a sexual thing, really. It's, aside from the identifying that the boys do with us, there's also like a, re- a reaction to the fema- of the female to our music. What was they're, it? They're really, they're quite fearful. Yeah. That was my theory. They see us on stage with tight trousers. We've got, you know, 
armadillos and our trousers. I mean, it's really quite frightening, the size. Yeah. And, and they, they run screaming 